This is a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. It's a really significant um, Sunday in the life of our church. This is kind of where we get to set uh, the kind of theme and the focus for the year, how we're actually going to pursue and go after our vision as a church family to be uh, desperate for God and uh, passionate for people. And I shared this in the morning as well, and some people even came back, so it must have been okay. So that's encouraging. Uh, but I went into a fair bit of detail there this morning, and I'm going to try and, we won't say cut it in half tonight, but this will be the faster version. So if you are like, that wasn't enough, I want more, uh, check out the live stream. There is an hour and a half long sermon on, on there. No, not, not entirely true, not entirely true. <laughs> but I was catching up with some friends of mine uh, during the week, people I haven't seen for, for quite a while, uh, and they asked me, because it's the beginning of the year, I haven't seen them for a while, they said, how are you, Travis? And I said, you know what? I'm good. And they said, you're looking good. And I said, thank you. And it had nothing to do with what I looked like, but they just recognized that I was carrying a sense of excitement and energy and, and passion for the year ahead. Uh, and it was really cool to be able to share with them that, that coming into this year, that's what I kind of am sensing and am feeling, this real belief that God is going to do something amazing uh, in and through us as his people here at MVBC. And so I just love it. This is, this is just a straw poll. You don't have to tell me the answer you think I want to hear here. But um, who's genuinely excited for what God is at work doing in the life of our church and what you think he was going to continue to do in the life of our church? Oh, you've got to come to the morning service. They're, they're, they're pretty keen, man. You've got to catch whatever it is they're having. No, that's great, great. Uh, <laughs> I love seeing that. And I have this faith and I have this belief and I have this confidence, not because I think we've got everything worked out as a church. Uh, it's not that I think we have the smartest people doing the cleverest things and we run the Schmickers programs. That's not where my confidence comes from. My confidence comes from seeing the ways that God is at work. It's the presence of God in this place, the presence of God in our programs, the presence of God in us as his people. That's what gives me courage. That's what gives me hope. And that's what gives me faith. And so one of the passages that's been really foundational and, and I guess formational for me over the last couple of, of months as I've been listening to God um, is this passage from Exodus chapter 33. And it comes in this really significant point in the life of the people of God. They've seen God do amazing things uh, over their most recent history. You know, God saving them out of slavery in Egypt, miracles and wonders, his presence visibly, tangibly with them, pillars of uh, cloud and fire. Theophanies as God's presence and his holiness, his glory descends uh, as he calls them his chosen possession, his special people, this kingdom of priests. And right before this, the people have just flaked out, right? Moses has gone away for a couple of weeks, their leader, and, and they've just, it's absurd. They're like melting jewelry and, and making it into idols for them to worship. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, but in spite of this, God is going to be faithful to his promises and he's going to lead them towards the promised land, except he goes, I think I'm just going to send my angel, an angel with you, because you guys, I'm not so sure about what's going on here. And so there's this beautiful interchange that happens between Moses and Yahweh, between Moses and God, where God goes, no, actually, you know what? I will be faithful and I will be true to my people and it's there. My presence will go with you. My presence will go with you. 
And Moses replied, and this is one of the key things for me, if your presence does not go with us, don't send us from here. For how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and your people unless you go with us? In fact, what else will distinguish me from, and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? Now, Moses here is not trying to manipulate God, not trying to be emotionally kind of blackmail him because God has already promised, no, my presence will go with you as we journey towards the promised land. But for Moses, there's this like stake in the ground moment, this realization is like, this is so important to me. This is so important to me. I want you, God, not just the promised land. I don't want to do this journey and I don't want to end up as this recipient of all your promises and all your blessings in this land that you've promised if you're not with us. This is so, so important to Moses and, and I get it. And I hope you get it. What do we have if we don't have God? The presence of God with us in our lives. Right, I think about this year, and I don't want to go through this year and have everything work out really well, have great health and happiness and wealth, and not have an experience of God's presence and his nearness and his love for me. But I don't want to lead a church and do all the things that we can do as a church, and everything runs smoothly, and people be growing if God is not with us and present and at work and moving. That makes sense, right? And so on my heart for these last couple of months has been this really clear sense that God is calling us to push into this idea of presence, his presence. This ministry of presence where we experience and we respond to the person and the presence of God in our lives. And in the same token, let that overflow for the ways that we are genuinely and personally present with one another. Uh, I see this kind of outfolding itself in four distinct ways um, this year uh, that we're just gonna we're gonna push into. So I said this morning this is more like a, a strategy session more than it is a vision vision session tonight. So you guys up for some strategy? So in terms of these kind of four outworkings or things that we'd love to push and stretch and grow each of us in this year, uh, the first is obviously that all-important, just one-on-one life with God, uh, experiencing the presence of God as disciples, as beloved children of God for ourselves individually. Uh, We want to also be experiencing the presence of God, responding to the presence of God together as a community of faith. When we gather here on Sunday nights, when we're hanging out on Friday nights, when we're in our connect groups, when we're just hanging out in our DNA triplets or just catching up with mates who love Jesus. That we're not doing that apart from the presence of God, but very much together with God. As Jackie said a bit earlier, um, you know, there's also that sense for us that we want to be truly present with one another, have a ministry of presence to each other, not just show up, not just be passive, not just be in the same place, but seek to connect and to bless and to be with one another as the family of faith. And of course, we're not just called to host that to ourselves in our little holy huddle as well, but we are on mission as the people of God, aren't we? And so we want to be a connecting relationally with those who don't yet know Jesus in our workplaces, in our communities, uh, wherever we go. So how do we go about this? How are we going to kind of push into this as a church? And what do I mean uh, by some of these things? Oh, and there you go. Very much aligned with our vision as well, by the way. Well, this week I got to do something really fun that might surprise you that I haven't done for quite a while. I went on a date. Mm. 
with my wife. <laughs> Just clarifying as well. Um, so if, if we haven't met, I know there's a few people um, only first or second week here today. Um, I've got a three-year-old and a five-year-old, um, and so it's been really difficult over the last few years to actually just have one-on-one time as a date with my wife. Uh, so my daughter started school this week. Uh, I had my normal day off. My wife took annual leave because my daughter was starting school, and then my son was in daycare. So we actually got to go to a cafe like big people, like adults, <laughs> not doing a task, uh, not trying to run around to do anything for home, not looking after kids, but literally just to connect with one another. And I must admit, good choice on my part, on the wife and the cafe and the date. And um, it's one of those things that so, it feels so ridiculous to say it. Um, but I, it's important to do that. <laughs> I love my wife. She's really significant in my life. We spend so much time together. We're always in each other's presence, if that makes sense. And yet, in a very real way, I still need to be deliberate in attending to that relationship, in, in making time, in carving out time to connect and to be present with her, connecting as, uh, yeah, um, as people who love each other very much. And I think there's a great little illustration in there for us in our relationship with God as well. We want to be one with God, attending and attentive to the presence of God in our lives. What do those words mean uh, for me and and what I'm trying to push into this year? Uh, Attending just means deliberately pursuing personal time with God to nurture deepening intimacy with Him. And attentive means cultivating a continual awareness and responsiveness to the presence of God in the everyday. Right? We just don't want to know about God. We want to know God. We don't want to just do stuff for God, but we want to partner with him as he seeks to guide and lead and empower and minister through us. One-on-one with God. Uh, there's some great uh, scriptures we could go to um, throughout the Bible, of course, um, that are great ones in there as well. So let me just get my slide pack out. Uh, but I love this from Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, since we actually have confidence to enter the most holy place, that place where God dwells, that place where we can connect with him, opened by, the, um, by Jesus, let us draw near to him with a sincere heart and with full assurance that our faith brings We want to draw near to God, to be with the one that we love, to connect, to experience him, to respond to him. Hopefully that makes a lot of sense. But I do love the fact that we are a church that is in a pattern of regularly going to be with God. Three quarters of us in some way, shape or form are connecting with God during the week, every week. And I love that. And so it's very much on our heart to continue that and continue deepening that relationship with God this year. So how will we go after this as a church? Well, there's a bunch of ways that we'd love to do that. Uh, But I do want to highlight, Johnny's plugged the Lent Bible reading. That's a great thing to do. Jump in with us on that. Uh, As part of Lent, we're going to be highlighting some of the spiritual practices um, that you can do over that period that leads up to Easter. That's meant to kind of help heighten your awareness of the presence of God. Uh, so very traditional, very traditional uh, to kind of fast from something over the Lent period. Has anybody ever done that? You have? 
Yeah, great. Um, so yeah, I'm going to encourage you to think about that in the, in the coming weeks as well. We'll speak more about that. Um, but there is, there is just something about when we fast from something, whether it's television or social media or the particular type of food or a time of eating, when we feel the absence of that thing, it, we're reminded, we're made aware of why we're doing it, which is in order to cultivate this awareness of God's presence. Does that make sense? Cool. Uh, cool, I'm just going to fly through these, um, if that's okay tonight, and we're going to continue just to outwork them in the life of our church throughout the year. Uh, the second thing we want to really see uh, us push into this year is this idea of being together with God. So we're not just doing this, experiencing the presence of God kind of on our own, in our prayer closets, but actually we're carrying that into this space. We're together, collectively, we are worshipping and we're welcoming uh, His presence in our lives. I've been in a lot of church gatherings over the years. Uh, at one point, I started adding them up and estimating, and then I lost track. Um, I've been at churches where we did four Sunday services. Um, for the last nine years, I've been to churches done three Sunday services. So I'm feeling a little lightweight uh, these years, only two Sunday services. But you start adding them up. Um, you know, I've had a lot of experience of Christian gatherings. And I have to say, there's an incredible difference between going to a gathering of Christians uh, and going to a gathering where we are welcoming and worshipping, experiencing and responding the presence of God. Does that make sense? Maybe you've experienced that or you've felt that for yourself. It's in those times sometimes where we're so aware that God is there, that he's rearranging our hearts, he's realigning our priorities, he's deepening our love for him, and there is simply nothing like it. What do I mean by these words? Well, welcoming is that idea of just delighting that God's presence is among us and inviting him to move whenever we meet together. And worship is not just singing of songs, it's but consciously responding with heartfelt devotion to the living God together. And I'd love just to explain that first one a little bit if I can. If you've ever been uh, over to my house, um, you'll know we live on a, a steep block. So you kind of, well, it's, it's not a multi-level house, but you kind of ascend the hill as you enter into our house. Uh, and what it means is usually one of us will greet you at the door, my wife um, or, or I. And so often what will happen is someone will come over or um, a group of people will come over and my wife will greet them and open the door and, and, and let them in and they'll be in my house. They'll feel welcomed because they know that they were invited and were let in. We didn't lock them out. Uh, they will be physically present in our house. And yet I often find myself coming around the corner and saying, come in, come in. They're already in my house. I'll say, come in, come in. You're welcome, right? And it's this idea. It's not to suggest that they weren't in my house before I said, come in and welcome. It's so good that you're here. But it's this expression that I am so glad that we are in the same space together. And that my intention is to connect deeply with you. And I think when we gather together as a church and we use words like, God, we welcome you here, or we invite you in, or we sing songs actually have come Holy Spirit, or, or something like that, or we do recognize that God is already present in the room, but we're declaring our heart's delight that he is. And just as I welcome people who are already in the space, we want to welcome and recognize that God is with us right now. Right now. Right now. He's with us. Not a distant God, not an impersonal God, 
but a God who is with us. And for my heart, he is welcome here. I want to see him. I want to connect with him. I delight in the fact that he is here. So many verses, obviously, we can go to to the scriptures as well. But I love this picture that we have in the book of Revelation. In fact, any time we kind of the curtain gets peeked back throughout the scriptures and we get a little look in to see what's happening uh, kind of in this realm that's kind of portrayed as, as heaven. Uh, it's it's these, always this scene of great jubilation and delight, joyful worship directed towards the one who sits on the throne, our great God. And I love that all of salvation history is moving to this point where there's going to be this multitude from every tribe, nation, and tongue surrounding Jesus, worshipping Jesus, responding to Jesus uh, with his perfect and unmarred connection with him. It's so good. I am personally quite looking forward to it, and I hope you are as well. Um, We do recognize that in our uh, NCLS from last year, this is where these stats are coming from. There, There was a little element there where people said, you know what, we'd really love you to prioritize working on Sunday services. This was the top three, the third um, kind of most important priority that we've heard from you that you'd love us to push into this year. And that is exactly what we're going to do. So how are we going to go after this together? A whole bunch of ways, um, but particularly there'll be a really deliberate focus on what we do when we gather to make sure that we are aware that God is with us, that we are responding to him, that we are engaged with him, not just that we're going through religious motions and religious uh, activities. And I would love just to highlight that next opportunity uh, to come to our uh, prayer meeting. It's going to be in about three Wednesday nights time. Uh, It's going to be here at 7.30 p.m. Um, And this is just a chance for anybody uh, to come together and we're just going to actually... Acknowledge, seek, pray, worship God together in community. So I reckon that's fun, and I reckon there's going to be so many ways that we're going to see God bring about transformation in our lives as we do. How are we doing? Do you need a cheese break? No, I'm sorry. Cheese break? No? All right, well, cool. We'll keep going. <laughs> and then, of course, there is that really important shift, that it's not just about this, but it's also about this. It's about the one anothering that we're invited into. I don't know if you've ever been in a conversation with somebody and their eyes keep darting to the left and to the right and saying hi over there and hi over there. If you've experienced that with me on a Sunday, I really apologize. My brain wants to be in 10 places at once. Um, But you know what it is, don't you, to be physically present with somebody but them not be present with you. Right. And so we want to have a genuine and a generous ministry of presence with one another this year. What do I mean by that? Well, genuine is just that, authentically connecting with one another in ways that foster deepening relationships. And that takes generosity, generosity of our time, hospitality, our welcome and our care towards one another. The Bible is filled with instructions about how we are to treat and relate to one another as the church body. And perhaps no stronger command comes in Romans chapter 12, this idea of being devoted to one another in love. That word devoted is such a strong word, my wife and I actually used that in our wedding vows to one another. And yet here it is, we're being called to be devoted to one another in love. And I think this is a really significant quadrant, if you like, for us this year as a church family. Because here's some stats that might, well, I don't know, I haven't been here for long, so they blew my mind. Uh, 42% of people who call NVBC home are new in the last 
five years. Just put your hand up if, you are, if you've been here less than five years. That looks about right. Is that about right? Maybe even slightly higher here uh, in the PM service as well. I think that's, um, uh, that's pretty wild. So 42% are new in the last five years. Uh, 14% are new in the last 12 months. 22%, so it's nearly... I'm just going to round up. That's one in a quarter of us that have been here only two years in the life of the church. And so I think there is such a significant opportunity for us as a community to get to know each other this year, to build connections and to build relationships, to become this family of faith who have kind of been thrown together over the last couple of years uh, as we genuinely and generously have a ministry of presence with one another. Uh, in terms of our strengths matrix, inclusion and belonging is kind of lagging a little bit as well. So all, all these signs just point to this being a real need and a real desire that's coming from our church family. We want to not just be an event that we attend, we want to be a family that we belong to. And so the top priority that came out of the NCLS was this sense, idea of a sense of, of community what we want to prioritise moving towards over the next 12 months. Well, how are we going to go after it? We've already been doing it in January, haven't we? Hanging out at the waterfront, hanging out at the Herkes's place, thank you Herkes's, um, doing a whole bunch more suppers and, and food, just giving chance to actually be in the same space at the same time to connect and to see and to be with one another. And I just want to say that there's something so sacred about that. Okay? I was driving to a, um, a pastoral appointment towards the end of the last year, uh, towards somebody who was in hospital um, heading towards the end of their life. Um, not somebody who comes uh, to our church, but was connected to somebody who does, hence, hence the invitation. And I remember driving up because they were in hospital um, a decent way away, and um, just going, you know, I've agreed to this, I, I looked at my diary, I think I've got the time and the space um, to do this today. Um, but you know you're in the diary and you're looking. You're in the sorry. You're in the car and you're looking at how much longer the trip is and you think how long am I going to stay there and then how long is the trip back and you think, wow, this is a significant investment of time, and there's a real opportunity cost in going there. And it was after um, I'd already had this sense of the, the, the presence, ministry of presence. So I remember just driving up and God the Holy Spirit just being like ministry of presence, Travis, ministry of presence. Ministry of presence. This is my heart, that you love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and that you love others, even as you love yourself. I sat with this woman, and it was sacred space. So how are we going to go after this? We're going to do all the things that are up there, and including having a good old camp at the end of the year. Come on now. Anyone excited for the gathering? Yeah, last weekend in October, book that one in your diaries. It is happening because um, we recognise that it takes time. It takes time to build connection and relationships and nothing does that better than unhurried time away together. Uh, and uh, lastly, um, beyond the church, um, personal and prayerful ministry of presence with those who don't yet know Jesus. Uh, this just makes sense. This is who we are. This is how we're hardwired. This is what Jesus invites and he calls us into. By these words, I mean personal, embracing our sentness through building connections with those who don't yet know Jesus, right? So we can't kind of uh, wiggle our way out of it and just go, oh it's, oh, it's the church's responsibility to do this, to make disciples, right? It's our responsibility. 
And disciples of Jesus make disciples of Jesus. That's the pattern of Scripture. And so we're called to, for this to be personal and to make and build relationships with people. This is the most fruitful way um, to see people come to faith in 2024 in Australia. All the stats and all the research seem to back that up. But we want to be prayerful about it as well, regularly praying for our people of peace as we look for opportunities to share our faith. Um, if some of that language doesn't make sense, don't worry, it will as we go through the year. So, clearly, some scripture and some instructions to us. But the one that always, oh man, it just, just sits with me, is this idea that we are Christ's ambassadors, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, as though God were making his appeal through us. We want to be highly relational and prayerful and hope-filled as we make connections with those who don't yet know Jesus. So how are we going to go about that together? Well, it's going to be a journey. We're going to do a whole bunch of things. It's going to start by praying and resourcing, uh, renewing our strategic partnerships with our community, things like the Alpha Course, um, Bible Discovery Method again, probably don't know that one yet, but um, we'll explain that as we go, uh, and there's a whole bunch of other things as well. So I recognize that that was a lot. And trust me, if you were here this morning, you are like, yeah, it was. <laughs> so let's keep it simple, hey? Presence. God is the God who is present with us. Not distant, not impersonal, not unfindable, but with us, with you, wherever you go. He's delighted in pouring out his spirit into your life so you literally are walking temples of the Holy Spirit. His presence never leaves you. So we want to be attentive and aware of his presence in our life. We want to welcome, we want to worship his presence together in community. And we want to let that same God lead us to be present in love with one another. And filled with hope, prayerful and personal with those who, are not, who don't yet know him for themselves. So putting it all together, it looks something like that. Which looks slightly daunting and slightly terrifying, maybe. To me, it looks exciting. I'm very keen to see where God will lead us through this year. How he will grow us individually in each of those areas, uh, together as a church in each of those areas, as we pursue our vision to be desperate for God and passionate for people. So let me pray. Let's respond to the great God who is here and who is with us. Heavenly Father, we just want to declare that we love you. Jesus, we love you. Holy Spirit, we love you. And we thank you that you are personal and present, not just in our world, but in our lives. God, we want to know you, not just know about you. We want to experience you, not just get excited at the stories of others experiencing you. Would you lead us, I pray, each of us this year, deeper into our experience of you and the ways that we are present with people. Shape and mould us as your people, Jesus, we pray. For you are the head of this church and you are building your church. Amen. This has been a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. 
To continue the conversation, we invite you to join us Sundays at 9.30am and 5pm or on our website at www.nvbc.info.